0: everybody. And welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review with your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have an amazing episode for you today. Today's guest is Cameron Williams, and he's the owner of Kinley Accounting. They are a virtual accounting and tax firm that specialize in marketing agencies and coaches. Cameron, thank you for joining today and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. And we have a special guest as well
1: with Cameron. Yes, we- we have young baby Williams right here. I don't know if y'all can see him, but he's chilling. He just ate, but he wanted to do his first podcast mm-hmm. today. So I guess we podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's about to give us some crazy and amazing uh, tax advice, accounting advice as well. Uh,
1: right.
0: So Cameron, like we usually we begin the show by uh, always asking business owners like, why they got into the niche that they got into so like why accounting what what made you want to go into that business model
1: okay well for me um i was always really good with numbers um so for me that was the starting point and then it was two things my grandma used to work for the city of atlanta and i don't know i just feel like my grandma always had money like whenever i wanted something she could always get it and then the second reason would be my best friend in high school Um, They had this huge house and, you know, they were always like, oh, you know, all y'all can come over. So we come over and A, they would have these
0: huge
1: checks on the fridge, like 98,000, 102,000. And I'm like, bro, what does your parents do? And he was like, they're both accountants. And I was like, okay. And, you know, they let us go downstairs in the basement and they would have a refrigerator full of Gatorades. And I was like, y'all rich. So I just figured like. I like Gatorades. <laughs> I, too, want a refrigerator full. So if I need to be an accountant, then apparently yeah. that's the
0: way I need to go. And that's pretty much yeah. it. That's awesome. Uh, and it, it, I I would imagine that it helps that you were, were into numbers as well. Right. Uh, it's because I I mean, I, I, in high school, I, in the beginning, was good at numbers, but then I guess for me, it just got too complicated that mm-hmm. then I wasn't into numbers. I didn't like it. But um, what, what would you say uh, help? was this like into accounting? Was this right after high school? You already knew what you wanted to get into because of your family ex- uh, experiences as well.
1: Right. So pretty much like, I was like, well, I know what I'm good at. I'm good. I think I was like in calculus one or two mm-hmm. as a senior And so they was like, yeah, go ahead. So uh, I knew, and I love football. So I was like, well, I can be a coach that way. But then I found out you can only be a high school coach if you teach. So I'm like, well, you can't teach accounting and I don't want to teach math. So then I wanted to do psychology and accounting. They were like, those two majors don't go together at all. Mm -hmm. So then I settled on accounting and finance and I just had to give up on the coaching the football part. So Mm -hmm. You know that's pretty much how we got there but yeah yeah, i pretty much went in knowing okay i want to do accounting i'll let my other major be in finance so that way my i forget what you call them elective classes can just be the other ones so
0: was able to get on up out of there in three and a half years and just Mm -hmm. just didn't look back and then how do you actually like get started like you know when once you make the decision what's mm-hmm. like one of the one of the what are the first one or two or three steps to actually start running your business and besides the fact of like you know whether it is setting up a, a sort of LLC or anything like that like once you have your things in order what are the first mm-hmm. things that you do
1: um so when i started my business and i guess i won't get into the how we got started but for me that first year looks a lot different than it does now but for me it was a like I learned really quickly. It's not about being a technician anymore. Right. Like in my case, i know accounting and I know taxes, but that's not the name of the game. You have to be good with client relations, sales, marketing, you know, HR, uh, branding. So I had to start learning. Like, what does that look like? Like, what is this elevator pitch that you guys keep talking about? So like having to learn what that looks like and how to operate in that because they don't teach that at school. So I would say that was probably the biggest thing that I was doing in year one, just going out to all these different networking events all over Atlanta, driving two, three times a day, two, three, four times a week, working 10, 11, 12 hour days. But for me, it was, I didn't have a choice but to make it happen because corporate just wasn't an option for me. So I think being hungry, getting my name out there and learning all the other different elements it takes to be a business owner versus just being like a contractor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's all those different things that uh, as a business owner, and if it's just you, you know, you have to make sure that you are uh, well aware of how all these different um, wheels function in in, in the business. Uh, wh- what do you think was... Um, you named a lot of those, but what would you say is was one of the hardest struggles for you to try to get uh, experience on? You I would probably say
1: marketing because I'm not creative, or at least I don't think I am. Um, I know I'm very personable; it's easy for me to connect to people. But because I'm really good at accounting, I'm not that good with like coming up with things. I'm really good if you say, "Hey." I want you to recreate because I already see what I'm getting to. But if you're like, just, oh, just come up with something. I'm gonna be like, come up with what? <laughs> so to have to come up with like logos, which thankfully my wife is a creative, but having to come up with all of that and like, what is my pitch? What am I trying to be known for? What does set me apart? Okay, how what is the perception or the brand? That was challenging because I was just used to being camera, a piece of the machine that whoever's company or whatever so it was hard because again nobody teaches you that but you either got to learn it or you got to sing so
0: yeah exactly you have to either learn it or yeah or, or or outsource it if you have the capabilities of doing it so right um and how so when you first started out because now you mentioned that you specialize in marketing agencies and coaches, but when you first started off, it was everything, right? You were trying to right. target anybody, and, and everybody. <laughs> if There's you of... plan, we plan baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, at what point do you make that decision to specialize in, in a certain industry? Um, dang,
1: what did? Okay, so I think at first I didn't even know that you know, the term niche, right, or mm-hmm. niche, however people say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I started a course, and I remember in the course, you talked about it, there's riches in the niches. So then what you see is, at least with accountants, because I know a bunch of them, they're all struggling with like, well, which one do I peep? Which one's the best, et cetera. So I think i settled on recruiting firms. Um, and I tried that for about, I think, a year, and it didn't really work out. And for me, I just didn't know what I didn't know. Like, I didn't know how to market to them, speak their language. I kept speaking accounting and that, and it's weird because i talked to my clients and I call it regular people English, but my marketing was talking in strict accounting lingo. So then what happened was I was just talking to my mentor and I'm like, I need to switch this. Um, and she suggested marketing agency. She's like, well, from a personality standpoint, you know, you like to learn. You're young. You're energetic. You're personable, and that's kind of who most of those marketing guys are now nowadays. She was like, "So just try it, and you may find out you like it." And it was, it was a perfect match for me. I enjoy learning. Um, that field is always evolving. There's always something you can grow and learn. You know, in terms of branding or sales or marketing. Um, all of that changes. So it's easy for me to learn from them. And then of course, most of those guys, because they are creatives, they're not really big numbers people. So that's a perfect opportunity for me to come in and kind of use my skills to kind of use it um, and put it in plain English for them and then still be able to help them as well.
0: Okay. I want to um, pick up on two things that that you mentioned. The first one being that when you started off, you, you, you picked a niche and then you tried it for a year, which is really good to know because a lot of the times people or just business owners, like when I'm, I'm in marketing and people want to run ads, for example, and that they want to try it for like a month or two months and they feel that if they didn't get, you know, an ROI or they didn't get the results that they wanted, like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. It was, it didn't work out. When in reality, like you need more time to really actually figure out if something is going to work or not. Like it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to most likely happen in the first month while it can, while it could be a good first month or it could be a good first, second month, the next month might be a little bit slower and then it might pick up again, but you never really know until you actually like remain consistent with it for, for a good while. And the other thing that I like that you mentioned for if people did not pick up on this is, uh, you have a mentor. So a lot of business owners or people that want to be business owners, they uh, sometimes feel like, you know, they don't need a mentor or uh, they, you know, they Ooh, can get sad. through with that. A lot, of, a lot of people sometimes, you know, feel they can do it on their own. So that's why. Oh, okay. I, you know, All right. I, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> I want to highlight the importance of having a mentor, right? So yes,
1: uh, yes. Um, and with me, And, you know, um, I talked to my mom about it, and especially with me being a minority, she's like, well, Cameron, you need to find a mentor that looks like you and one that doesn't, because they're going to give you two completely different perspectives, and it's important you know both. Um, And like you said, it's so important because you don't know what you don't know, and you want to pick somebody who's ahead of you. Like, both of my mentors have been in it for over, I think, 10 years each. Um, they're both in their 40s. I'm, I'm about to turn 32. So, you know, they've been doing it for a while. They have more experience. They've experienced those ups and downs, those peaks and valleys. So when I'm thinking, I'm like the only person in the world suffering, like, I've been there. No, this is how you need to handle it. So, yes, very, very crucial to my success. Um, uh, we definitely wouldn't have made all the money we've made without them for sure.
0: That's that's amazing. And what, what it has worked uh, best because apart from you having mentors and something that has not been mentioned, but that I personally know of is your consistent posting as well in your organic outreach. But mm-hmm. apart from that, what do you think has worked in your business to, uh, you know, get, reach that success for you?
1: Okay, I think it's several things outside of it. we taking God out of the equation. Um, I would say I have a tribe of people who are doing the same thing and on the same path. So for me, there are five of us um, and we're all over the country, but we met in that very first marketing program and I don't know how, but we just connected. And when I say like every day, all throughout the day, we're constantly challenging each other. Hey, how would you price this client? Hey, what's the best way to disengage? Hey, how would you handle this? discounts, client relations, best practices, new tech. So we're always pushing each other there. And then you learn from everybody too, right? Like even though we may have different niches, like accounting is still accounting, tax is still tax and and people are still people. So I think they've helped a ton. Um, I think I've been blessed to just be willing to learn very fast, even if that means that I may, you know, tear up my shocks a little bit because I'm going over the speed bump too fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I learned really early that it's better to execute and be on offense than to be reactive and just kind of go through the motions. Um, That speed is important, especially when you are a smaller company, because we don't have to jump through all these different hoops. It's just, all right, I'm going to try it. It's either going to work or it's not. Maybe you lost money. Maybe you didn't. Um, I've learned to treat everything as a learning opportunity. I don't think you can really fail per se if you can learn from each and every situation. And then I think God's just connecting me to the right people and the right opportunities. Um, I've never been like a turn everybody down type. I try to look at it from the perspective of like I can learn something from everybody. So, you know, a lot of people that you start out with, and especially probably all just starting, you know, two, three, four years down the road, you know, everybody's on up and up. So now you can start to leverage those different relationships. So, you know, doing things like this podcast, speaking engagements, mastermind speaking engagements, I think that all helped in not necessarily getting my name out there, but just exposing me to different people and audiences So, and then I would probably say the last thing, just staying true to myself. I have certain morals and values that I just won't compromise. Like I'm a family guy. I'm not trying to be on my computer for 12 and 13 and 14 hours. Like I literally got a a new baby. So how can I run the business in the way that honors my family, but still gives clients the best? I think that helps us to be selective, um, which helps us to give the best quality versus we just kind of do any and everything and try to be a jack of all trades i don't think i ever got into that but i could see how made some different choices I, that could have easily been me so i think the combination of all of those um have kind of helped me to get to where i am today
0: i love that answer because i i'm, I'm already like the purpose of this podcast as i was mentioning to you is for other business owners to be able to relate to the things that we go through and be like, oh yeah, you know, like I was going through that and the same thing, or I haven't tried that and let me try this now. And I feel like I can relate to you in so many different ways with uh, the thing about the your your like your tribe, uh, family, uh, God, all those other things. So uh, it's awesome to hear like you're hitting all the right um, points that I've, for example, have experienced myself as well. Um, what, what is something then your business that I can ask this is, uh, what does success mean to you?
1: Success, I would, def- success to me is however you define it. Um, for me, is being able to live a comfortable life and still be able to enjoy my family. Um, and that's kind of morphed a little bit over the years. Like at first, like when I was a generalist, It was just success is getting enough money to pay these bills, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now that we've been, you know, in business for four years now, it's more so, okay, how can I make a nice amount of money, but still like enjoy it with my family? I don't think anybody starts their own business to just work all the time. We typically do it to be able to spend more time with our family and do those things we enjoy um so now success is more like okay we want to hit a certain number for like monthly retainers or whatever but we want to utilize that to be able to just live a healthy lifestyle i'm not saying like i need a yacht and a lamborghini like i don't need a lambo with the butterfly doors like no i'm a family guy anyway but like right now like we're at a conference in orlando but I'm able to bring the family. So like they're out doing whatever the little activities are while I'm literally just down the hall learning about new tech and all of those things. So that wouldn't have been possible. That wouldn't have been possible. Oh, that wouldn't have been possible like three years ago. But now because we've started to build and get that momentum and we're making a nice amount of money, you know, I can enjoy it with them versus daddy's just always working Daddy's never available, or my husband's never. Available. No, we can all enjoy it. Um, I would say that's what success looks like for me. Not necessarily like if I don't make a million dollars. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I'm my bills are paid for, my family's happy, they're good, my marriage is good, everybody's healthy, uh, and I'm doing it on my own timetable and and you know way mm-hmm. I want to. So I think that's success for me.
0: I love I love that answer and. For potential uh, business owners that are listening and maybe want to get into accounting, mm-hmm. you know, what is some advice that you would give to them on how? What's the best way to get started?
1: If they want to be an accounting or if they want to be a business owner, uh, both. both. Okay, if you want to be a business owner, I'd probably the same answer. First and foremost, I think you got to get some experience, right? Uh, in my case, you know, I was in public accounting, which is what you guys would call like your, uh, tax firms that's public. Then I also did time in private, which would be like working for Coca-Cola in their accounting department. So I have the experience from working in both. So now I, I know that I know book knowledge is way different. College is way different, but doing the actual day to day and getting that, that knowledge and that actual experience. I think is number one. Um, And then I think you also have to know yourself, right? Like everybody's not meant to be a business owner. I think you have to be wired a certain way and built a certain way, so to speak, in order to do that. Like there's nothing wrong with being the CFO at you know, John John's Cookies. You know, if that's that's your life, then go kill it. Or uh, you know, Korean's pizza or whatever. There's nothing wrong with being a W-2 person, um, but I don't think everybody is wired to be a business owner. Um, and it's just, a, I don't even know how to describe it, but I mean, it's literally, you know, you you eat what you kill. I don't know if you've ever seen like the animal planet or, you know, anything, mm-hmm. but everybody knows like a lion. When you're in the jungle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not like you just go to the refrigerator. It's, <laughs> yeah. we're hungry. Are we going to catch some zebra grizzel today? And if mm-hmm. not, Everybody going hungry. Like, yeah. that's hard for a lot of people to accept and be as their reality. Whereas, like, in our world, that's just what it is. It's not a bailout. It's not a, I just show up to work every other week. And as long as I don't blow up anything, I'm going to get paid. So I think you have to know yourself. Um, and I would say those are probably the main two things. And then, of course, find you a mentor, possibly two or three possibly, and hopefully one that doesn't look like you, um, depending on who you are. Um, So that way you can expand your viewpoint, your perspective, and what you know, because trust me, it's not easy. It's not what they tell you. And it's definitely not what social media may show. you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank thank you for sharing all of that knowledge and experience and tips for anybody out there that wants to jump into accounting or just a business owner in general uh cameron i do want to thank you for being on the show and if people need help with their finances what would be the best way to get in touch with you um
1: the best way so if you need any accounting services or if you need your personal and or business taxes completed don't feel like oh man i can't talk to this guy just reach out to us on kenleyaccounting.com that's k-y-n-l-i accounting.com, gcom Kenleyaccounting.com. Uh, we're on social media. Uh, we have a YouTube channel where we give a lot of free tips. Um, I even have a blog on my YouTube, just my name, Cameron Williams, where, like, I try to show, like, for example, I'm up here recording, like, we're at a conference, oh, the hotel is nice, um, just so that you can see, like, it's not the Grant Cardone, we own jets and test driving Lambos, like, no, some days are really good, some days are kind of trash, and there's a lot of in between, so um, you can pretty much find me on social media, but Kenley Accounting is the easiest way, hit that contact button, and it'll pull up my calendar, book your call, and then we'll get to it, and if we can help you, we will, and if we can't, we'll let you know.
0: Awesome. We'll put your info in the show notes so people can get in contact with you. And thanks again for being on the show. I also want to thank the audience for listening to the podcast. Please remember to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story.